Wake up and be amazing and welcome to Think and Be Fit, Fitness Redesign. Look good, feel good, live well with me, Trainer Dane, as I educate, motivate, and empower you to lifelong healthy living. The norm is no longer good enough. It's time to make healthy the norm. This is Dion. It's National Nutrition Month. I'd like to invite you to join me and Trainer Dane as we celebrate all month long on Think and Be Fit with Trainer Dane and Dion, where we'll discuss how to eat well, play hard, and live long. If you have questions you'd like us to answer or topics you'd like us to cover, send them in and we'll be happy to do so. Join us on Think and Be Fit with Trainer Dane and Dion. What's the best that can happen? Okay, I'm here. There you go. I had no idea how to do this. Okay, bet. Right. So okay. it automatically goes uh, to speakerphone. Okay. Can you switch it? Uh, there's no place to do that, but that's okay. It's fine. Can you hear me? You okay. Sound good. Okay. I have my ear. I have my earbuds in. Can you yeah. hear me? Awesome. All right. Hello, Dion. Hello. <laughs> All right, so probably at the end of last year, beginning of this year, we talked about getting together for Dane and Dion. So we're going to try it now, yes? No, I can't hear you. No, you're cutting out. Crap, what a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I think that people ultimately do, uh, they buy these recorders. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So special recorders, but it's like, I don't know, it's several hundred dollars. Yeah. I don't want to spend wow. that. So you, when I was talking to you, I was cutting out? Just now. Yeah, that sucks. I'm going to turn off my Wi-Fi. Hold on. Let's see. Sometimes it has to do, see if it's any better. For me? Uh, I can't know. Oh. I can't hear you. You can't hear me? I can't now. Okay, don't move. Okay. Stick one leg up. Your arm above your head. Okay, because we're both over 40, this is how we used to have to find TV. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. All right, I don't even know what to say. So anyway, Dion and I, let's see if this, if you can hear me, we'll continue the conversation. If not, I'll just go back to a phone call and I'll do some research. How'd that sound? Okay, sounds good. All right. So D and I, D.I.? Dion and I were talking just a moment ago about life in general, and she actually left a message for me about how she began her journey, right? Would you call it your wellness journey? Yes. In her wellness journey, you know, people only know where we are today, right? So if you right. look healthy and fit, right, then people just assume you've always been mm -hmm. healthy and fit. If you're overweight or sedentary, they just assume that's who you've been. But can you tell me how you started your journey to live a healthier lifestyle? Yes. And actually, the funny thing is, it, it's only been in the last few years that I realized that this was all part of my journey. I think it takes something, you know, like a brick over the head or something before you go, <laughs> that's really right. easy. But I was in a job that was high stress and I wasn't happy. Um, you know, a lot of people are in that same situation and I used food as my mechanism. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, but right. I used food and 
I had a thyroid condition. Sure, it was diagnosed about six years before I, six or seven years before I actually left that job. And I remember the endocrinologist telling me that I needed to quit drinking so much orange juice. I, I've always drank a lot of orange juice since I was a little kid. And I, I didn't, I wasn't going to do that. It's fruit and it's good for you. And I'm not going to do that. And he kept telling me, you know, it's a lot of sugar and you know, it's not as good as the whole fruit. And I didn't want to hear it. I mean, I was in my twenties at that time. And so fast forward a little bit, I ended up leaving my job and just the fact that I left the job and we moved from San Antonio, hectic as it is, to New Braunfels, slowed down. I lost 20 pounds. I didn't do anything different, but I lost 20 pounds. And I was kind of motivated by that a little bit. Not, I wasn't getting there yet, but it was like planting the seed. And so I got bored after about a year of not working. I decided to do some research on nutrition. I thought, you know, let me try to lose the rest of this weight. Cause I had about, I was probably about 55 to 60 pounds heavier than I am now. And that first 20 pounds, you weren't purposefully looking to lose weight. I mean, you weren't on quote unquote a diet or something. I didn't do anything. I, I just left the high stress job. We moved to New Braunfels. I wasn't working. I was on a regular schedule, but that was it. Nothing. So when I started researching, I started seeing how nutrition is connected to health. I couldn't believe it. And I, you know, now looking back, I realize that most of the people that I see in my office every day are in that same boat, but I take it for granted that everybody knows that because I know it, but not everybody right. knows it. I didn't know it at the time. And I saw my grandparents struggle, my mother-in-law struggle, my father-in-law struggle. You know, I, all these people that are close to me, I, I saw them struggle. Not only that, but myself, you know, I was struggling. And so I went, I took nutrition class after nutrition class. And then I thought, okay, well, let me just get a second degree because, you know, when you go get a second degree, you don't have to do all that beginning stuff again. You can just do the specialty stuff and get a degree. And I thought, okay, I'll do that. That'll keep me busy. So then I got closer and closer to graduation. And I thought, you know what? If I was a dietitian, I could help other people. Like I'm helping myself and my husband and my mom and my dad. Okay, maybe I could do that. So that's how I became a dietitian. And now I see people in my office that are in the same boat that I was. And I'm trying to help them make the connection between nutrition and health. And you know, I've talked about this before. It's not, for me, it's not about diet. When I say diet or when another dietitian says diet, we're talking about anything that goes in your mouth, food, drink, whatever. But it's gotten such a bad rep because now we have all of these lose weight type diets, restrictive things. But for me, it's more about health and wellness and what you eat can either benefit you or hurt you as far as health and disease and how good you feel and how good you look and all of those things. And I was just going to, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I'm proving that. You're you're proving that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But I I read somewhere you're either feeding disease or curing disease. That's it. Yeah. Or preventing disease. That's it. Yeah. Everything you do. Um, But don't don't you feel that that's easier said than done? Yes, I do. In fact, I'm the prime example of that. I didn't listen to the doctor. What does he know? He's a doctor. 
I went to the dietitian he wanted me to go to. I got three visits for free with my insurance. Okay, I'm going to appease him and I'm going to go. I listened to what she had to say and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. She wanted me to eat protein. I was one of those Eggo waffle on the way out the door type people. And then I would stop and get a Starbucks with the whip and all that stuff. That was me. And I was drinking Diet Coke all day long. And I was getting another Starbucks and another Starbucks. We were going out to lunch, cheesy enchiladas. So I didn't want to hear what she had to say. What does she know? You know, now here I am on the other side of the desk trying to get people to listen. I'm telling you, those people are right. It, It really does make a difference. So I want to go back real quick. So you talked about helping your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, et cetera. (laughs) Have you had luck or have any of them sought help from you? Uh, My parents have. And my parents, they're probably, you know, your parents are your biggest supporters, right? Sure. Hopefully anyway. (laughs) Yeah. They try hard. I mean, they listen to a lot of the things that I have to say, but they're 70. And so they're going to do what they want to do, which is fine. And I don't, I'm not anybody's keeper. You know, I'm not going to, my husband, Robert, you know him. He does his his own thing. He listened. He told me when I started this journey, he said, I told him, I, you know, I think this is what I want to do. And he said, that's fine. You can do whatever you want, but don't expect me to listen to you 100% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I coach people, I tell them all the time not to coach their friends and family. Yeah. Because my wife and I are runners and and train on marathons. And when I want to do interval training, which Dion, you know, is hard. I'm going to raise your heart rate and be huffing and puffing. And I'm like, you're doing great. She's like, you just need to be quiet and leave me alone. Exactly. (laughs) But but if I did, if I, but when I train you, you don't tell me that. I know. Yeah. It's, it's very different. And in fact, I'm probably, I'm the hardest on Robert for sure. And then I'm probably the next hardest on my parents because I can be that. I can say, listen, I, you listen to me. I'm telling you, you cannot eat that donut, but I don't necessarily do that with my clients. I'm, you know, I'm more, a little bit more realistic, but. And if they wanted to eat a donut once a year, it wouldn't be any big deal. Exactly. But every Sunday after church, right? That's a that's a different deal. That's how my dad showed his love was with food. Mm-hmm. I think we all and do that. I I think so too. But as we as we talk today, it's the anniversary of my father's passing, and he passed away at sixty eight years old. He was a physician, so he was educated. Mm-hmm. He he and I had great conversations about nutrition and exercise science, especially when I was in my going to undergrad or in my uh, kinesiology degree but he didn't know how to do it for himself because food was his drug of choice. Oh yeah. It demanded nothing of him. And as long as he had $5, he could go to McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, or drink Lord, that man could drink some Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't need, what is it? How many tablespoons of sugar in a 20 ounce uh, Coca-Cola? I know. Six. It's crazy. 16 or something. So those are, those are the things that we all, we all battle. I think that, and Deanna and I haven't practiced any of these questions or com- we've had lots of conversations together, but do you think in general that nutrition across the board and even fitness, and, and I know you, we, we work together on your fitness journey too. Do you think we make it too complicated? No, I think it's, the society today, I mean, okay, think back 20 years ago or even 10 years ago for that matter. Look at how far we've come. Like everybody wants 
right now, you know, not we've done away with the drive through anymore. Now it's delivery. Groceries are <laughs> delivered. We've had that conversation about the grocery. Right. Yep. I mean, everything's got to be instant gratification. And in fact, this is a good example. I had a lady call me today. She's a potential new client. And she is doing the keto diet. That's in the news. You know, it's so right now. everywhere. I'm not going to go there, but she got labs done at her doctor's office on Friday. And now here it is Monday. She's calling me that fast. She was alarmed as was her doctor that her triglycerides are high and her cholesterol is high and all the, and so in my head, I'm saying, duh, that's keto for you. That's what that does for you. But she said, I'm losing weight, but I want to do something to manage my triglycerides. Okay. Those two are related. The keto diet is high fat and that's why your triglycerides are high. So it's kind of that instant gratification. You didn't get to be 300 pounds overnight. You can't lose it overnight. It's going to be a lifestyle change. And we've talked about that before. You've got to move. You got to eat better. You got to sleep. You got to drink water. You got to do all these things. It's not going to happen overnight. And if it does, it's more than likely going to be short-lived. It's not going to stick around because you got to make lifestyle changes. When I, and I, I always have to say, number one, I'm not a dietitian, right? I don't have a degree in that, but I have to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've taken numerous new dietary courses, nutrition courses, and lied to myself when I had to keep a food log back in the day. I didn't yep. really have this many pieces of sausage and beans and whatever it was at, at a 4th of July party. But when you work with somebody, and if, if you can get somebody to look long-term a year, two years, but if you get to work for, with somebody for 365 days and they lose a half a pound a week, that's 26 pounds. If they lose a pound a week, it's 52 pounds. And then they come and see me and they exercise and they maintain or gain muscle tone. Yeah. You know, so on a calorie restrictive diet, you're going to lose weight. Of course you are. No, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do. So I think as we get to work together and talk, it's about what is sustainable from day one. So for me, I use fitness movement as the cornerstone for change every day because I can quantify it from day one. Did you move more today than you did yesterday? There's only two answers to that. Mm-hmm. But I even think, and I hadn't thought about this till we're talking now, but ultimately you could do the same thing, right? Did you choose an apple today or, or whatever instead of a candy bar? Did you reduce the... Did you go to Starbucks today and not get the whip? You've reduced your calories. And you understand what I'm saying? It's like, did you make one trade-off today that you didn't do yesterday? So you can quantify those changes. And it's it's a, it's the long term that we've got to look at. It's that's wonderful that you succeeded today. Unfortunately, you don't get the rest on your Lord. You gotta wake up and you gotta do it again the next day, and the next day, and the next day, which is what you were talking about long term. Yep. And I, we went to a run recently and I remember somebody had a beer in one hand and they, I had a batch of bananas. They came up with the beer, set it down on my table and reached for a banana. And I said, now, wait a second. You can't come into the nutrition tent with the beer. And the girl said to me with a straight face, that's why I run so I can drink the beer. You hear that all the time. I hear that all the time. No, no, it, it really is. And you and I talk about it too, because you know, I'm a beer drinker. I like to drink beer. 
I like the taste of it. I like the art and science of it. I like the community of it, but I can't do it every day. And I will tell you recently, every, almost every night, probably from Christmas on through January, the day would be over. And so I try to be very accessible to my campers. And, but at, after nine o'clock, that's when we find, we shut it down and I don't begrudge any of that time, but then it's, I take a deep breath. And because over the years I've equated that relaxation time with a cocktail, it's easy to do. But if you have one every freaking day, that could be 6,000 extra calories or more in your diet. Now do the math, which by the way, science says it's 3,500 calories additional a day, right? Additional that you'll put on a pound, reduce 3,500 calories, you'll lose a pound. Yep. So if it's 6,000 calories, times 12 months, that's 72,000 calories. Figure out the math. How many pounds are you going to put on? That's almost 20 pounds. And 70,000 extra calories. And that's just from one cocktail a day. Yes. And I, this is what I try to stress to people. They, you know, you have to be there mentally. I can't make you do it, but it's the quality of those calories. A Snickers bar is, yeah, that's going to satisfy you for sure. But what is that doing for you nutritionally? Yeah, there's some peanuts in there, but that's about it. The rest of it is carb. It's all carb. I would rather take, I don't know, how many, how many calories are in a Snickers bar? I haven't eaten one of those in so the many. The regular one's got to be a couple hundred calories, not oh. the king size or the share size, which ultimately becomes a single serving. So wouldn't you rather have, you could probably have two or three plates full of veggies, whole grains, lean meat, and maybe come close to the calories in that one little bitty candy bar. Oh, the quantity of food we can eat that is nutritionally dense is amazing. Yes. It's, yeah. ama- you, it's, it's almost hard to eat it all, especially if you're really physically active at a high level. Not even physically. You know, I, I have so many clients that, in fact, my mom is one of those people. She says, I can't eat that much food in one day. Well, you gotta, you gotta eat that much food. And once you, your body gets the food that it needs, then you will. And in fact, you know, I get that way. We do the CA, the 6am CG workouts now, right? right. We have a little bitty snack before we go. It's like 90 calories. What do, you, what do you typically eat before you go? What do you, um, what it's do you a eat? little, it's a fig bar. It's kind of a healthier new, um, what are those called? Fig Newton. It's kind of healthy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, it's not sugar, but it's all carb. Yeah. So before we finish CG, especially today, today was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, you, I mean, and there were times before that I could get up and go run for mm, four or five miles and not even get hungry. Not anymore. I'm conditioned to where I need, I need that. And I'm not going to pick something that's just calorie dense. I want nutrients. I want it to do something for me. It's kind of like, um, the Weight Watchers analogy, you know, they, I don't even know if they do the point system anymore, but they used to do the point system. Mm -hmm. They still do. For me, at one time, I got like 25 points or something, which is not a lot. So I would say to my friends, they would say, oh, I can get a Starbucks Frappuccino. It's only however many points it is. And I would say, no, I'm not going to blow my points on that. I want to make it worth my points. It was like money for me. I'm going to spend my money on something good. That, that's how I feel too. It, but it, it's a mindset that we have to go through the process with people who have just not done it or they don't understand. Um, And that's what I think over time I'd like to be able to share with our listeners is 
what's the first step? What's I have found, and I think research the last time I looked, I know actually I know if you were we overestimate how much we move and underestimate underestimate how much we eat or what we eat. Yeah, definitely. And if we can record it, and there's even more research that says if you literally write it down on an old school piece of paper rather than an app, the cognition is different. You really start to change that mindset. And then when you do begin, like you said, to have more nutritionally sound food, your body regulates, you use the restroom better. You don't feel like, you don't realize how crappy you felt so you don't feel like crap. Oh, yeah. Um, not There's no cheese in a nacho chip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever that <laughs> goo is that's in the plastic container at a high school football game on a Texas Friday night, there's no cheese in it. Yep. It's, it's high, dehydrogenated oil or something. I don't even know what it is. Um, so those are the type of things we do. So when you, you talked about that you, you know, were, were leaving a, a unhappy job and kind of slowing down your environment. So basically reducing stress. Mm-hmm. You were able to lose weight without a whole lot of work. You just felt better and you weren't at the office or driving 40 minutes to work or, or whatever it was. Did you... Or were you, let's start, were you active at that time or then did you continue or add activity later? I was not active regularly. I had a gym membership because we had one in the building. Yep. Very nice, somewhere. by the way. Um, I did, Robert and I started with a trainer right before we moved to New Braunfels. And we did okay. We didn't really change our food that much. It wasn't until, I would say probably when I started researching nutrition, we started doing more. And we, we are honest about it. We have to have a trainer. We have to pay somebody money to tell, it's not that we don't know what to do, but if I'm not paying you money to hold me accountable, I'm not going to do it. I'm honest with myself. I'm not going to do it. Well, I, just, I hear that. I hear that all the time in the sense all the time is that, look, there are enough videos out there. There's enough content out there. There's a good and bad, just like yep. with what you do. But who is going to call you, hold you accountable, make sure you know that they care about you and make sure you're safe and all those type of things. It's the same in general. I think when people need to get educated through what you do. What's the value of the real consummate professional? Yeah. What, what's, the, what's the value? And, and I, I'll, I'll thank you right here that you and your husband, Robert, come and train with me anywhere from two to three times a week, depending on your, your schedule. And you get as many 5Ks as humanly possible. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, from sitting on the other side of the desk now, what do you hear? What's the most common either misnomer, misunderstanding? What's the most common misunderstanding that people come to you with? Like I th- they believe it's X, but it's really Y. I'm just going to restrict calories, but I don't understand why I'm lo- not losing weight. They'll come to me with a journal that when I look at the journal, I don't even need to do any math and I can tell they're not eating enough, but it's crappy quality. So it's, it's not doing anything for them nutritionally. So number one, they're not eating enough. And when I tell people not eating enough is just as bad as eating too much, they don't believe me, number one. And then number two, if I eat this diet food or this low calorie food, then why am I not losing weight? And again, 
this is what I say. If it was made in a factory by a man, don't eat it. It's not doing anything for you. It's like the my, cheese product that you were talking about. It's not really right. cheese. My, my thing was the good Lord didn't make a Dorito tree. Yeah, exactly. It isn't yeah. that I haven't eaten Doritos. Yeah. But they're not nutritionally sound. They don't do anything for you except make your rear end bigger. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's it. But I think we are in such a fast-paced instant gratification world that it's easy to go through the drive through So – no, I'm not trying to hate on Chick-fil-A and yeah, it's chicken, but it's still deep fried. And in my, we live, I live pretty close to one and at lunchtime, Monday through Friday, they have to pay a police officer to direct traffic to get in and out. Yes. It's amazing. Makes me want to scream, but it is. So how do we do it? And then, so here's a story I shared with Dion before we, we tried, we're recording today. So Friday night, my wife, Tanya, is making a bunch of baked goods for a track meet. So her daughter, Allie, they can raise money for prom or something. I'm not sure exactly what it was. So I come in after being out, and, and there's flour and sugar and butter and oh, just cookies and stuff everywhere. And there's literally no room to use the stovetop or the oven. So I didn't really think it through. I was like, hey, it's, it's X o'clock. We should eat. Um. We have changed Allie's, we'll talk about gluten-free and stuff, diet, and it, it's really helped her a lot um, with celiac disease. But she has to be more picky, and she likes pizza, so I can go to the BJ's restaurant and get a pizza. And so I say, look, what do you want? She says she wants pizza. I said, fine. Well, my go-to comfort food after living in San Antonio for on and off for 20-something years are cheese enchiladas. So oh, yeah. I, yeah, right. Um, but it's, I know, I know right away that you're going to get chips and you're like, I, look, I could drink the salsa, right? You would recommend I just eat salsa. That'd be fine. Or pico de gallo, but I got to put it on something. So I go to BJ's. It's freaking packed. I can't find a parking spot, which I don't look for the first one. I just, or the, a close one. I just park. I walk in. We already called it in. I probably wait 20 ish minutes. Um, text Tanya real quick. I say, hey, will you place the order for our enchiladas? And you know what? Let's get an extra bag of tortilla chips tonight, too. And I go, I go, and it's, it, I don't know about where everybody lives who's listening, but there's a little pull up, and you call and say, hey, I'm in parking spot one. And the guy or girl brings out your food. Every parking spot for the pickup was packed, and the drive through was packed, and the parking lot was packed. And I'm thinking, it took me over an hour to call, to drive, to wait, to go to the next place, to, to wait, get home, and then the food's cold anyway. Yeah. None of it was nutritionally sound. Um, and I'm like, we had food here. I, I live in a pretty warm climate. I could have, we have a gas grill. I could have grilled some fish. We have it all, we almost have it in there every day, right? Or even a pork chop, which again is a fattier meat, but it's still going to be better. Now, granted, Tanya and I did split the enchiladas, the beans and rice, just FYI, which is better. Be, better than, it is still better than eating the whole thing. That's right. But it's one of those things that every now and then I need to get smacked in the face. First of all, we hardly ever go out to eat. If we do, we go to like a lunch or a brunch or something after some kind of event because we have events with what we do all the time. Um, not as many as real estate agents. No hate on you, real estate agents. We love you and we're glad that you're with us. Um, but it's like, why did I do it? I, and it was 41. You say you can't afford it, but we had one meal 
for three people, it was 41 bucks. So how many meals yeah. could we have made that were healthier? I don't think people can make that connection yet because we've gotten into that mode fast, easy. It's, it's a no brainer to hand you my credit card and me not to have to do anything except sign a piece. And you don't even have to sign anymore. You don't have to sign anymore. <laughs> you can make a scribble or use your thumbprint. Yeah. You know, you and you know, back to the HEB thing, you know, here we have HEB and they've got the curbside to go, but I think target does it. Walmart does it. Everybody does it. And we were, we've been talking about our frustration with that. Okay. First of all, you've lost the connection with your food. Cause you're not picking it out anymore. You're relying on somebody else to do it, but you're willing to pay in the case of HEB a delivery charge. Plus when you buy that bunch of bananas, the price per pound is more than if you went into the store yourself and bought those bananas and you didn't get to pick the quality or you didn't get to pick the ripeness or the size. They just picked a bunch of bananas for you. They didn't pick them right. to your standards. I just think you're kind of, I don't know what, well, why would you rather, maybe you don't even associate that additional cost as a negative. Maybe it's just the convenience. Well, it's interesting. I had that conversation with a camper today who felt, and, and I, I could justify it, that she had other things. She was still going to get quality produce, and you can be super picky, I guess, but was taking her time to go somewhere else. But at least that she had fresh food. But um, I can't remember. Michael Poulin, I think, wrote a book, and then Netflix made a little four-part video series. And they talk about, well, we've lost connection with our food because <laughs> you're not in the kitchen. You know, I grew up and, and for holidays, for sure, it was my grandmother, but, and it was most of the women, I mean, the men didn't do it. It was just a different time, but they were in there whipping together all the food or you were, for me, we were setting the table or we were doing all these kind of things. So there was a connection with the food that, or even, even Tanya baking real cookies, Not yeah. even using the Pillsbury where you slice it or where you just cut it open and go pop, 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 pop on the tray and putting it in the oven. Versus going HEB as our local grocery store or the local baker and you get a dozen cookies in a plastic tin or, or whatever. Um, there's no connection to it. You don't. So eat them all. I mean, why not? When I grill out, especially when we have people over, I don't really eat very much because I've been at that, especially in Texas in July or August when it's hot. I'm just sweating my rear end off. You're kind of hot and tired by the time it's done. And you sit down and kind of relax. I might eat later, but immediately I don't. And then I don't really overeat. It's just, it's again, we've talked about so many different things that we can go much deeper into for sure. I mean, think about what, we, what we've what we talked about from your journey, a little bit of my journey. I'm, I'm losing my dad really, really young. So my dad passed away at 68. My As of this recording, my grandfather, I think, is 94, 95. Um, I went to my great-grandfather's 100th birthday. Um, so, I mean, genetically, I could be around for sure. There's no promises. But if we do learn how to eat a healthier diet, if we do stay physically, I believe movement is the fountain of youth. So if you add movement with eating and fueling your body, you can do some pretty amazing things. And it's about qual quality of life. Definitely. And again, if you're buying your own groceries in HEB, you're pushing that buggy around. You're getting some movement there. Well, so I talk about, I used to talk about that all the time when I taught at the university. 
I would tell the students, I'm like, think about it. When you talk to your clients, if they would walk around the perimeter of the store, park in the farthest parking spot away, mm-hmm. walk in, walk the perimeter of the store for 10 minutes, fill their grocery cart up. Then if they want to walk another 10 minutes, now they're doing resistance and weight training because the cart is full. Yeah. Then maybe you load your own groceries. Now you're doing more resistance training. Then walk back, load your groceries. Instead of, you know, if you have plastic bags, instead of putting eight plastic bags on your left arm and nine on your right arm so that you um, only have to make one trip into the house, what if you took one bag at a time? You're getting more and more steps, more and more movement. Open your pantry door, put, in, put up your groceries, put them in the fruit, I mean, in the, in, the, in the refrigerator, have your little basket. I mean, we have a basket that's got avocado, it's got tomatoes, it's got onion, it's got sweet potatoes, and the bananas hang up. And it's always full, always full. And when it comes to the avocado, which is very, it's got high fat content. We just split one. Yep. We just split it. And that's when I came, go back to my enchilada story, which I need to pay attention to and not do as, I don't think we do it as, I mean, I need to record it like we said, because maybe we are doing it more than I think. But one of the articles I wrote years ago, I wrote for a website called examiner.com as a San Antonio fitness examiner. It was half the calories, twice the fun. So if you were going to make that choice for something that wasn't as healthy, then at least we split the food. My mother-in-law used to just think we were cheap asses until we're like, we don't need three cheese enchiladas, beans, rice, and two margaritas and a couple baskets of chips. Yeah, that's the thing, the chips. If you're going to do it, either don't, have them bring the chips, just skip the chips or just when the first basket is empty, that's it. We're right. Done. So one of the things I had told people, so say, say 10 chips is a serving just for easy math. Mm-hmm. If you broke that chip into thirds, oh, yeah. you would, you would have 30 hand to mouth things. And honestly, eat as much pico de gallo or salsa as you want. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. But, and then like you said, when they come back and that's what Tanya and I will do it. Would you like, more chips well the answer is yes i'd like more we don't need more if he'll take the basket and if they're not there you're not gonna eat them it's even in my own house and i tell tanya all the time i love her to death obviously but she she gets comfort and love out of feeding you she just does so her portion sizes are much much bigger um and i have been known to love potato chips and pretzels but i won't buy them and if they're not in the house, I won't go to the store and buy them. Yeah. So please don't buy them. I mean, it's, a, it, it's that simple. Or, or Tanya loves her chocolate. And so, you know, there's a lot of mom and pop bakeries popping up all over the place with better, again, um, cupcakes than the grocery store. And I was like, baby, please don't buy me a cupcake. Because I won't eat it for several days. But if it's still there and it's semi-good, the resilience goes down. Eventually, I'm going to eat it. Mm-hmm. So, so just don't buy it. Just, just don't buy it. So anyway. Oh, man, I hope like heck. So for those that are listening, first of all, thank you so much. Um, but Deanna and I have tried some recordings. It hasn't worked. I'm hoping this will work. I'm hoping that I don't have to edit it at all and you can just hear a crazy conversation that she and I then can um, delve into certain pieces as we listen back. Um, we want to encourage you, especially on Anchor FM, to call in and, and – um, give us questions what do you what interests you about what we talked about or what do you don't you understand or what what tips do you have have for us um it's going to be a little silly it's not going to be maybe as polished as somebody else but we're just two people and tell me if you agree dion that just want to help make 
healthy the norm as easy as possible. Yes, because it's really not complicated, despite the way it seems. It's not complicated. It's not going to be easy, just like you tell us. Yeah, workouts are not going to be easy. If they were easy, everybody, everybody would do it. Exactly. You wouldn't need us anymore. What's that? You wouldn't need us anymore. That, well, that's so true. And it, look, if I can really, really educate you enough so you can do it on your own, that just warms my heart. But yes. what I have found over the 20 some years I've been doing it is you need the accountability partner. Yeah, that's really it. And, and it's, and again, it's a different level than your husband, wife, girlfriend, mom, or dad, or brother, mm-hmm. or sister. It's just different. Just, it's the same reason that we didn't use my father as the pediatrician, which he wasn't for my children or for as my, our doctor, or, when we were children, Mom or dad took, well, dad didn't. Mom took us to the doctor. You know, that was just the way it is. So Dion, if, um, I'm going to put in the show notes, but if anybody wants to get in touch with you directly, what's the easiest way to get in touch with you? Uh, they can email me at Dion at dgarnernutrition.com. Alrighty. Do you have a website? I do. dgarnernutrition.com. Oh, we'll put it all in the show notes. Any last words of wisdom before we go on our first attempt of Dane and Dion? I I just think don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to try it. Don't be afraid to eat something healthy today. Don't be afraid to walk, even if it's just out to the mailbox and back. Just don't be afraid. There's plenty of people here like us that can support anybody, answer questions, motivate you, whatever it is you need. We're here. Amen. So what is, the t- what is the line on your website? What does it say? Eat well. Play hard. Live long. Live long. That's exactly what we want to do with you. Thank you for your time, Dion. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Bye now. Okay, bye-bye. That was so much fun just to share with you the real and raw conversation that Dion and I had. I have the pleasure of working with Dion through Camp Gladiator as she's one of our amazing campers, she and her husband, Rob. And we've known each other for several years as one of my former staff at another um, fitness center was their, was their trainer. And we've just continued the conversation. And it's always been real and raw. And now I want you to stay tuned and join us for Rapid Fire with Dane and Dion. What would you say is the most common mistake people make that causes them to fail or feel like they cannot win the battle? of their daily diet. I think the most common mistake people make is just giving up too soon. You didn't get in the predicament that you're in, whether it's elevated labs or disease or overweight or whatever the condition is, you didn't get to that state overnight. So you can't expect results overnight. It doesn't happen that way. And there are plenty of fad diets out there that you'll lose a bunch of weight quickly, but it may not be the healthiest way to do it, and it's certainly not sustainable. Don't give up. Stick with it. It takes time, and remember that it's a lifestyle change. You have to change those bad habits in order to be successful. What would you say is the number one thing that people should eat? I hate getting asked the question, what's the one food I should eat? Because there's not really one food. Your body uses the nutrients in fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean protein, healthy fats 
for all different types of things, and you need all of those food groups. But there are two things that I consistently recommend to everyone, and that's oats, whole grain oats. It's wonderful for your heart, for your digestion, for keeping your energy maintained so you stay satisfied. It's whole grain. And then also yogurt. Yogurt is good to maintain your gut health. And when your gut is happy, the rest of your body is healthy. I am loving this. What's the best way to make sure that I am, the person listening, is eating a healthier diet? The best way for you to ensure that you're eating a healthier diet is to visit with a registered dietitian. But aside from that, I have two pieces of advice. Number one, eat at home. Prepare your own meals. You can control the ingredients and you can make sure that you're getting the highest quality and the best for you. Number two is a free resource that I like to use. It's simple, it's easy, it's free. It's the My Plate infographic from the USDA and it helps provide you with a pictorial of what you should be eating and how much every day. Dion, what is your biggest challenge with your personal nutrition? My answer to that question probably will surprise a lot of people, and it's just finding the time to fit things in. I get wrapped up in work projects or activities just like everybody else, and sometimes too much time has gone by and I haven't had a snack, I haven't drank the amount of water that I should, I haven't eaten lunch, or before you know it, it's past five o'clock and I haven't even thought about dinner. So for me, it's just taking the few minutes necessary to eat a little something, drink a little bit of water, planning that as part of my daily routine. And sometimes it requires setting an alarm, and that's what I tell my clients. You just have to plan for that just like you would anything else. What is the one thing in your profession that you wish everybody knew about healthy eating? I have two answers to your question, what do I wish everybody knew? Number one, eating healthy is not more expensive. And number two, you're not going to starve. It's not about restriction or doing without. It's about being healthy with your choices. Hey everybody, this is Dion. It's National Nutrition Month. I'd like to invite you to join me and Trainer Dane as we celebrate all month long on Think and Be Fit with Trainer Dane and Dion, where we'll discuss how to eat well, play hard, and live long. If you have questions you'd like us to answer or topics you'd like us to cover, send them in and we'll be happy to do so. Join us on Think and Be Fit with Trainer Dane and Dion. What's the best that can happen? Thank you for waking up and being amazing and grabbing your daily Danish at Think and Be Fit, where it is our mission to make healthy the norm through education, motivation, and empowerment, leading to lifelong independent living. Your trainer challenge today is to go to your favorite podcast app and leave a review of Think and Be Fit. The more reviews, the more eyes and ears will be on Think and Be Fit, where together, we can make healthy the norm. To learn more about Trainer Dane and join the mission to make healthy the norm, go to daneboyle.com. Now go out and be amazing today.